Hello, welcome to the Accountable Love Podcast, where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz, and today we're going to discuss how you're not entitled to reconciliation. Reconciliation is when two people decide to sever a relationship and then decide to repair and rekindle the relationship. But remember, I said two people. Why do we feel that we're entitled to reconciliation when it takes two to do so? If you have been a person that hurt somebody, why do you think that the person is just going to take you back? Why do you start to believe that the person is wrong for not taking you back or not allowing you back in their life? You become entitled to believing that we deserve and we want what we want. Isn't that what got us out of the relationship in the first place? Isn't that what hurt the relationship in the first place? Think about it. We are not entitled to reconciliation, but we can work towards it. Now, my village and I were having a discussion about, you know, people feeling entitled to forgiveness. They're being entitled to reconciliation just because they're ready. Now you must be ready. And if you're not ready to resume the relationship, then you're the one that's not being forgiven or you're not forgiving them. You're not a person that's a good human being. You're a person holding on to grudges. They come up with all kinds of clever ways to manipulate you to get back in or to guilt you or guilt trip you into getting back in. First thing you have to do is take a step back. They did something to you. They are not entitled to reconciliation. They can use all kinds of ploys that they want to use. They can use the fact that you're harboring anger. That's one of the key things. You need to forgive your harboring anger. Now, how about I have good standards and I have principles and I have things in place that don't allow me to continuously be treated in a way or allow people back in my life that don't hold me in a high regard, don't even know the understanding of love, don't care to discuss what love truly means. Love is a standard. It's not meeting you at a lower point. It's about climbing to the, to the standard together and maintaining that standard. So why do you believe that you're entitled to reconciliation? You left my life. You made my life uncomfortable. You cheated on me. You could have did things like, you know, you even see people advocating for people who have molested a person. Now, think about this. We use this forgiveness as a Band-Aid. Forgiveness is something ha what happens that happens within. It is not harboring anger. Yes, it's not hurting people or new people or the good people in your life because negative things have happened to you, because you are traumatized. When they ask you to go get counseling, when they ask you to go get support, when they ask you to go get help, they should be really discussing how you're treating the people that are actually beneficial to you, the people that are actually your support, the people that actually are there and they stand up for you. They're your support. They're your village. You should not squander your village. You should not put yourself at risk because someone in your past or someone has hurt you, someone has betrayed you, someone has changed the scope of how you see the world, someone has stole your innocence. That's not the time to push your support away. That's the time to 
open up, be vulnerable, and allow your support in. Where you are, are weak, other people are strong. No matter what happened to you, no, they might not understand the exact thing that happened to you, but they are in a stronger place. And you should not dictate the relationship based on being at a weaker place, based on not being in a good place. But you should not have people around you that tell you you need to forgive people that you really don't believe is a, they're a hindrance to your life. You don't believe they're in a good place. You don't believe they are a person that can improve your life. Now, where I will agree with them on is when you're a person that's spiraling because you do want them in your life, you're a person that's working so hard not to have them in their life. You have to fight harder to keep them away from you and not give in to them being around you. When I'm talking about you're not entitled to reconciliation, I'm talking about the people that's like, I don't want you in my life. And you know you have done something wrong to them. You know you have hurt them. You know you have taken them for granted. And you almost come from a place of you're entitled to be in their life again. And now you become the victim yet again, even though you victimized them. You become the person that's the expert in forgiveness all of a sudden. How did you become a pro? How are you the person that knows more about forgiving than anybody else when you're the one that needs to be forgiven half of the time? You're destroying your relationships. You're destroying the bonds. But what I said and going back to what I was saying, if this person still wants you in their life or you still want this person in your life, you can't fight it because you hurt other people doing so. You use other people for shelter. You use other people for warmth. You use a lot of other people to get over this person. And then when this person resurfaces, you allow them back in your life, even though you've been bad mouthing them, even though you explained that they're not good for you. You start to now say that they changed. They're different. You start now being the person that's advocating for them against the people that have been supporting you. If you want them back in your life, don't feel like you it's an obligation for you to keep them out of your life. And all the people that are supporting you, telling you do not let them back into your life, be honest with them. If you really can't see life without that person, then go and do what you have to do. Just know that these people might not follow you. And in that regard, don't feel entitled to reconciliation. They're going to part ways because they're not joining that ship with you. They're not going down that route with you. That is not what makes a good friend. We need to stop preaching that. What makes a good friend is if you make bad decisions, we ride with you. No, it's not what makes a good friend. What makes a good friend and what makes a good relationship and what makes a good spouse and what makes a good person that's in your life that loves you is that they maintain the standard. Whether you go beneath it or not, they maintain the standard. They're going to have convictions. They're not going to allow the standard of love to drop just because you decided to go a different route. Just because you now decide to change your definition of love to fit somebody that you just want in your life. We all want things that are not healthy for us. I can say I love drugs. Drugs don't love your back. I can say I love smoking cigarettes, right? Cigarettes don't love me back. I can say I love eating junk food. Yes, it's good. It's tasty. I am a junkie. I am a foodie. But it doesn't love me back. So once it now becomes a hindrance to the people who are actually my support, I have to get rid of some of those things. My health is declining. 
and I continuously do this, I it is a smack in the face to everybody who supported me, everybody who values me in their life, everybody that I serve a purpose in their life. I'm betraying that purpose by maintaining a commitment with a drug, a commitment with a with a fetish for sugar or desire to eat a bunch of sweets. If it's declining my health, it's not quality of life anymore. I'm doing this as a detriment to my life. If it doesn't hurt your life, it doesn't destroy your life, it keeps you you're in good shape, you can maintain it. And I'm not talking about drugs. Never will I co-sign on using drugs, smoking cigarettes. But, you know, some of the lighter things, devices, drinking coffee, you know, drinking, you know, caffeine. I won't really go with soda neither, all the sugar in it. But, you know, having your sweets, your cookies, things of that nature. If that doesn't, it doesn't hurt your quality of life, then yeah, that's different. But if you have diabetes, you have things that are hindrance. I want you to think about this. You are tearing down your relationship. And all the people that are telling you the right thing, they become the voice of reason, but somehow you turned them into the voice of annoyance. You went against your support for something that doesn't love you back. We do the same thing with people. We add people back into our lives that's going to destroy the whole system that we built when they were away. We add people back in our life that is going to throw a monkey wrench in the system that we in the support, and they're going to push the people that actually supported us further away because we're holding on to them. What I always say is do what you have to do. I'm not going with you. And if that person's meant for you to be, and they're meant to be in your life, then God bless you. And I'm just talking about a person as a hindrance. We're not talking about reconciliation in the sense that we both were upset. We both said things that we're not supposed to say. We both moved in the wrong direction. There's times we have fights. There's times we go on silent retreats. There's times that I'm talking about somebody that's glaringly constantly thinking of themselves and you're the constant in their life that's trying to bring them up. And they're just the anchor. They're not bringing anything to the relationship. Maybe they're bringing drama. Maybe they're bringing purpose in the sense that you're a nurturer and you feel like if I'm helping somebody, I feel that's a that's not a relationship. That's dependency. That's codependency. That's not the type of relationship any of us should have. Yes, we serve a purpose. Some people are more nurturers. Some people are more leaders. Some people are more protectors. Some people are more managers. Yes, we talk about our four foundational pieces of a village, of a thriving village, right? But when we're talking about those pieces, we're talking about those pieces and the parts you serve, but everybody should be getting something back in return. The fact that you, we are preaching relationships are this, is this dying on the sword, is the sacrifice. This is what has people entitled to reconciliation. The worse I do, the more support I need. The more people are good people if they stay in my corner. How many times you hear, you know, they was there for me, they supported me, they stayed in my corner. I want to bless them. No, I'm not staying in your corner. I have a standard of excellence. I'm an accountable relationship builder. I believe in accountable relationships. I believe in accountable love. I'm not joining anything that's not circular. I'm not joining anything that I'm not giving and it's not giving back. It needs to be a circular motion. And the standard of love is a circular motion. 
You give, I give. I give all of you, you give all of me. We honor our promises. These things shouldn't be hard when you love a person. These things shouldn't be hard when you said you're dedicated. But once you get sidetracked, things will change and people will distance themselves. And in that distance, you can't now think that you're entitled to reconciliation. Oh, I got my act together, so now I come. I'm your parent. Yes, I wasn't there to raise you, but I gave birth to you. I'm entitled to recon reconciliation. You're the one that's being so hard. You need to get over it. You need to get past. I know I've been there. I already apologized. Is it about apologizing? Or is it about waking up every day and doing the daily things necessary to build that trust back, to build that bond back, to build that foundation back? Humble yourself. You're not entitled to a person's reconciliation. You're not entitled to be in a person's life just because you had them. You're not entitled to be in a person's life because you share blood. You're not entitled to be in a person's life because you spent years together. Understand, think of what I'm saying. It's together. So everybody spent the years. But if you spent the years turning your back on me more than you have been supporting me, you spent the years causing me havoc more than you have been supporting me. Yes, we all make laps, have lapses of judgment, but we do have to weigh. When I do talk to people, I do talk to them about weighing the pros and the cons. I do talk to them about weighing their track record against their poor behavior. Those are the times I'm saying sit down, understand what you're losing, and understand if you can give this person grace. But the relationship shouldn't be severed by that. It's just a momentary lapse in judgment. We're going through the process and we're still working to it, through it. But I am going to say this person deserves, even though you've been there for the person, you made a poor decision, this person deserves your all to make that poor decision right. To show you won't do it again. To show that you learned your lesson. Put in the work. Stop believing you're entitled to reconciliation. Because you're not. You're not entitled to it. You have to earn it. To get back in a person's life after you severed the relationship, you earned that. You earned the title of a person that they don't want in their life. Earn the title of a person that they now want in their life. Be a support. Be a person that's going to bring a lot to their life. Show them what you have to offer. Because what I tell people all the time is, let's stop talking about the godly thing. Let's stop talking about the principles and morals. That comes with the program. The number one moral is, Honor your support. The number one moral is honor love. The people who have been there for you. So how about I have five, four, five core strong people in my life. And before, at some point, this person was one of them, but now they're not. So I don't have time to give to this person and take from these people that's actually there to support me. My cup is full. My life is full. I don't yearn for more because my life is full. How about it's as simple as that? I don't have the adequate time to, and the effort to put into seeing if we can build a relationship. That's okay. It's okay you're doing better. It's okay. I'm proud that you're doing better. It's okay that you have a lot of love to give. It's okay that you understand where you went wrong and you want to make things right. I forgave you when I walked. 
But now I built a structure that I'm not willing to sacrifice to reconcile with you. I already dealt with the fact that I moved on. I already dealt with the fact that you will not be in my life. But if ever there's a piece in my life that's missing and you can feel that piece, I keep you in mind. Now you're on the waiting list and it's not so fun. But nine times out of 10, the person that's been breaking the relationship, they done had you on the waiting list forever within the relationship. And now that you severed it, now they want to be first priority again. No, now you're on the waiting list. And it ain't a revenge thing. It's a, I moved on and I built a relationship. I built relationships I deserve. You're not entitled to reconciliation. When you come to reconcile a relationship and you know that you're the person that severed the relationship, you're the person that put more of the weight on the relationship, come humble and ready to roll up your sleeves and work. Because if you're not, it's not going to work. It's not going to function. You start now playing victim. They're too hard. They want too much. They, they, you wasn't saying that when you was doing whatever you wanted to them. Now you're on the other side of it and you don't want to put in the work that they put in to make sure they maintain the relationship with you in the first place. Because they walked away now. You don't want to never put in that work. So you know what you can do? You can always start all over. There's people that have a clean slate with you, that think the best of you, that will advocate for you. Every time they see the, the person that's not really rocking with them or talking to you, they're going to vouch for your character. You know they change, things of that nature. How about I just don't want them in my life? Not because I dislike them, not because I hate them. I care about them. But I have pieces that are fulfilling, and I don't need my cup to overflow. I don't need to take from people I actually have a dedicated life with to add this person to my life. They're not going to be an addition. They're going to be addition by subtraction. And I don't know that for sure. But one thing I do is I'm not willing to risk that. This is all a risk, but I'm willing to bank on what is a known commodity the people that I have built life with, the people that I have given me love and have given me a circle of motion, the people that I am dedicated and devoted to on a daily basis, the people that have the fortitude to wake up every day and give me their best and accept my best, the people that are arguing and fighting with me every day to make sure we maintain a standard, the people that are calling me out when I'm going wrong, the people that are patting me on the back and giving me hugs and kisses when I'm doing right. Those are the people I'm focused on. I'm not focused on amends unless I'm the one that has to make the amends. But then I know I have to roll up my sleeve and put in the work necessary to make the amends. We do a lot of you ain't perfect. Nobody said that. But I'm a standard of excellence. I worked at it. For somebody, I have been a bad person, a bad friend, a bad... For somebody, I have. Because I didn't put in the work, I'm sure. But obviously, I didn't value the person. So I don't feel like I have to reconcile with the person probably. If I didn't get to that point yet. But maybe one day I might. And realize this person, I, I, I want in my life. And I have to now put in the work. And roll up my sleeves. And come humble. And don't come expecting anything. But to put in the work to get back into their life. And it's going to be inches. And it's going to be inches and then they're going to take back an inch once we move wrong. To wrong. Understand we move wrong. We move the wrong way. An ounce. They're going to take. A mile. 
an inch, they're going to take a mile. Think about that. You have to come with a standard of excellence. You can't make too many mistakes because you made all your mistakes in a life. You want a clean slate, find new people. You want to get back in somebody's life, put in the work and make sure that you don't fall short. You can't keep on asking for grace. Your grace is over. You have to come correct daily. Show that you change, show that you're ready. Because people that are A students, they get A's on a regular basis. They have habits, schedules, things that operate them, that govern them. They don't look for scapegoats. They honor the things that govern them. And they allow those things, regiments. They're regimented. They're people that have a clear understanding of the goal at hand. That's why they're A students of life. They know what it takes to maintain relationships. They know what it takes to maintain the standard of anything that they want to accomplish. They're focused. They narrow their focus. But that's everybody. Anybody that truly wants something, they'll narrow their focus and they'll be fixated on it. So if they're not fixated on you and you want somebody that has a laser focus on you, then sometimes it's just the chemistry. Nobody did anything, anybody wrong. It's just the chemistry ain't there. What I have for you is not what you want. What you have for me is not what I want. But when you know that you just did something wrong to somebody, you betrayed somebody, you kept the secret, you kept the lie, you cheated. Think about this. You put your hands on them repeatedly. That's not a lapse in judgment. That's a lifestyle. That's a habit. You used your anger. You didn't resolve issues. When you communicate, you shut down. You whined instead of spoke. A lot of people don't think the whining doesn't weigh. Whining is a form of manipulation. It's passive aggressiveness. It's manipulation. Speak. We're both adults. We're both equals. There's no reason why one person should be whining when one person speaks with a strong voice. Each person should have a strong voice. Understand your standard. Maintain the relationship. Maintain your form. This is what I'm saying. You're not entitled to reconciliation. So stop acting like you're entitled to it and put in the work. Because the true definition of being entitled means that you have worked for it. That's what it means. It doesn't mean you show up and you're there. So I want you to think about this. You are not entitled. I want you to think about this. You are not entitled to reconciliation. So when you want reconciliation, you want to be back. You want to get back in somebody's life. You want to get back in the same within the same standard. You want to be at the same standard you was before. Work towards it. And in reality, you may never be because they probably got a new partner. They probably have a new friend, best friend. So you might have to just understand that you would always be the ex-partner that's now a friend. Or you always be the friend that's never going to be a best friend again. But if you want to be in this person's life and you value it, reach for what they have available. Because when you were everything, you took it for granted. So now you have to accept what they have available or go find somebody that has all those options open. You're not entitled to reconciliation. So remember, when you're ready for it, you put your head down, roll your sleeves up, and you work at it. 
and you build the relationship back up from the ground up because it's broken on their end. You don't have to just fix your bridge. You have to fix their bridge, their side of the bridge as well. They shouldn't have to put in any work. And as they see you working on their side, they may walk over closer, closer, closer to assisting you. And then the bridge is built. And then you have the foundation again. So remember, you're not entitled to reconciliation. That's something that takes people putting in the work and don't attach forgiveness to it. Forgiveness happens within the person. They're not harboring anger. They're not upset. They just don't want, to want you in their life. It's not the same thing. This has been another Accountable Love podcast. My name's Aziz. And remember, listen, learn, and apply. All right, enjoy.